Welcome to the Unrelenting Pressure Podcast with your hosts, Ryan and Hunter. What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Unrelenting Pressure Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Hunter. And today's show, we are hopefully going to be getting into the topic of personal development and how no matter where you are in your journey, you're always going to experience growing pains and this discomfort when you're trying to push yourself to the limits of what's even possible. So hopefully we get around to that, but I think we need a little bit of a catch up to start off first off, yeah. which is how are you? How are things going? I'm doing okay. I'm doing all right. I'm a little tired today. Yeah. Did you get into the gym yet or no? I have not yet today. Man, Loser. <laughs> I haven't heard about it though. Uh, the past few weeks, I've had a very consistent schedule. I always get there at least four days a week, you know, typically five. Um, but for the past couple of weeks, I've been there right, down to mostly it's five weeks or five days a week. And then typically six last okay. couple of weeks. I've been there all seven days. Now I know I'm a lunatic and I wake up and go to the gym every single day at five yeah. o'clock, but what time do you usually go? Yeah, if, we, I if I don't force you against your will, or go to the gym with me. Yeah. On the chance that we're going out the other, then yeah, 5 a.m. But no, 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 typically I'm there about seven thirty, seven fifteen. Okay, that's not too bad. No, and it, you even do that on the weekends? Yeah. I'm sure you take Sunday off, right? Like a little bit later, but yeah, but yeah. just about the same type of deal. Sundays, I, for the past few weeks, I've been able, I've been going in and um, just doing cardio. Yeah, just you go know, through the just motions. Walking, doing, nice. Doing, the, doing my morning um, warm up. Yeah. Right? So I'll walk for five minutes. I'll go and stretch for another five, 10 minutes. Um, and then I'll go back onto the um, treadmill and just walk for like 20, 25 minutes. Nice. It's good shit. So that's been good. Fuck yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? But yeah, I mean, seven fifteen or so. And typically, I mean, I live like four minutes from my gym. So yeah, it's super close. What day do you take off? Uh, like, what do you mean? Like, when do I not lift? Yeah. Uh, typically. Yeah, but you said you you've been going six days a week. So, like, what day do you take off, or is it unplanned? Like, shit. the past few weeks it's been like seven. But typically, when I do take a full day off, it's typically Sunday. Too. Yeah, that's yeah. what I figured. That's what most people. I mean, it, I mean like, that's, it, that's what it I used to. Falls do. on different days sometimes, right? Just because life gets in the way. Yeah. Um, and then it's just a natural break anyway. But uh, but typically, like you know, how I program it out, it's the Sunday. You yeah. Know, I do what the chest chest um chest tries Monday, back buys Tuesday, legs, arms, um. And then I guess I take a break on that day, but it's four days in a row. Got it. And then wherever that falls, like it's not okay. technically Monday is chest day, right? Like yeah. if everything shifts around, right? Cause yeah. If I started chest on the Monday, yep. Then what? My break day is Friday. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. But that's just what if I'm on a fresh restart. Yeah. Right? And then it starts back up again on Saturday. So then Saturday I'm doing chest again. Then Sunday I'm doing back. And now Monday is not. Chest, it's actually legs. I've right? so always it shifts all around. Admired some people that like shift it around, and yeah, because like I always take like Sundays like my cardio day as well. Sure. I it's every Sunday is always cardio day, but it's like I always see some people in there and they'll be like getting after it, doing squats or like right. shoulders or something. And I'm like, man, they're working out on Sunday. Like that's <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, you know. But like I like my workout plan because like I always know what I'm going in to do that day, and if I need if like something pops up if work pops up or I need to travel or something like I can flex it either way. Sure. So like I can always accommodate my workouts into whatever my routine is for that week, mm. which I enjoy like the like staticness of it. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just always knowing like each day is what it is. Sure. Oh, and okay. just, and then just making, so I mean, and this was a topic I've been thinking a lot about, especially with uh, my, my buddy Steve, yeah. which is, you know, some people have this really weird idea where they're like, oh, like, I wonder if I can squeeze a workout into my day. Right. Right. Like, oh, I wonder if I just stumble across an hour to be able to fit my workout <laughs> in. And just like, that's a complete wrong way to look at yeah, it. Right. You need to make your day work around your workout. Yeah. So like when I'm planning my day out, it's like, all right, well, if I work out at six o'clock in the morning, then I can be here by then and then here by then. Or like, like playing golf. Right. So it's like, all right. So I have a seven o'clock tea time. I'm, I, you know, it goes for four hours. So like I can get into the gym at 12 o'clock. Right. And then whatever else comes after that is what it is. But it's like, I know I'm getting a workout in that day. No ifs, ands, or buts. Like I'm going there. Yeah. Regardless. It's like ranking it as a primary or a secondary. Yeah. Priority. Is it a high priority or a low priority? Exactly. I think 
everyone should make it a high priority because quite literally your life depends on it. Yeah, exactly. Right. right? <laughs> so 100% does. get in the gym. Yeah. Work out. <laughs> it's like not, you know, 15 years, 20 years from now, you're not going to think back and see, oh, it's a good thing I went to the post office on uh, Tuesday instead of actually going to the gym. Right. I can go to the post office when I have more free time the next day. Yeah. Um, but Cody come in and adjust our, uh, adjust our knobs. Yeah. He's, he's a very silent feet. He loves twisting our knobs. He's been, he's been listening. He's been watching a lot of anime lately. He sneaks in soundless. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> I said, Oh, well, that's not, I didn't press any of the buttons. Cody. There you go. Try again. Okay. Yeah. I think that's better. But now. Yeah. I'm okay. Good. Sorry. I fix on the fly. Better. We need to adjust the sound. We got it done though. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't really care about having the stability of each day being a specific body part. I just like the progression of it. Like I'm like, all right, what was the last muscle that I did? As long as it wasn't like days ago, like say I had like a four day break or something. Um, if that happened, then you know, if I'm working out with somebody and they wanted to, you know, do chest, and the last thing I worked out four days ago was chest, I'll fine. I'll just restart. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I think it's just like I've been doing this split for so long. Yeah. At least for me, it's been working. And, you know, I can change up the order in which I do exercises and stuff like that. Or I'm always changing up like the rep ranges and whatnot. Right. Sure. It just at this point, I know like where I can flex and adapt my workout to what I need to do. So for me, it's super convenient. But yeah, I mean, I've, you know, I told you I started that competition with a couple of buddies. From yeah, the I was gonna say. Speaking of flexing, let's see this oh, flex off. I will show you. Come on. I will show you the pictures, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, I surprisingly I didn't lose that much. Oh, I did lose a lot of weight, but not as much as I thought. No. So I started at two fifteen. Okay. And then I weighed myself. I haven't weighed myself in a while. I was waiting till today to do it because today was the end of the competition. Sure. I was one ninety. So like twenty five okay. pounds. Yeah, that's a lot. Which is pretty good. Fucking lot of weight, well, man. I laugh because I'm still, yeah. See, Jack's I'm still also too. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Uh, uh, I'm still that piece of shit. No. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Here's the the one guy that I was in the competition with. Okay. And then yeah, he's swaying. That's him stuff. Yeah, we did one where it's like not flex, and then the next picture he's, he's got like a really deep top ab cut. Yeah, it's you like, notice that like really weird. just like vertical cut, like that's a weird spot to have it. I don't know. The bodies are so weird. Yeah, we did like a front view, and then we did a side view, and yeah. then a back view, and then back flex. Nice. Then there's me. Cool. Looking all nice and pretty. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You can see your abs. What are you talking about? You've been saying that you haven't been able to see your abs. Oh, like barely. I just laughed because those look, look like, like they I look like so MMA abs. Bottom? Yeah, that's Wait, weird. I don't have any definition in my abs. I don't know why you don't have any visible lower two levels of abs. Yeah, like, it doesn't make sense. It's really bizarre. I don't know, man. Listen, I've been doing abs like crazy. I lost five pounds. Exactly. I I you should have it. That's weird. Nice. Yeah. A good back. That's what they were saying. They're like, you got a really good back, man. So then there was like, because uh, I wanted to get some like really good pictures. Ooh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of vascularity, man. Yeah. Nice. Well, I was telling the guys at the gym, it's like I've yeah. always been this muscular. Sure. I've just had so much fat over top. Well, that's of how it is. Yeah. So at a certain point, like especially if you're natural and not yeah. taking any steroids, like your body just promotes more blood flow to make your muscles more efficient. Mm. So at a certain point, you get super vascular if you've been training really hard for so long. Sure. Because it just it, you need more blood flow to become more efficient. So yeah, bro, I've been. I've Still, never thought about that actually, because I've always wondered why, like, some of these guys are like super vascular, yeah, especially older dudes. And I'm, you know, I'm sure they're on a bunch of, bunch of stuff, but there's nothing that like specifically makes you more veiny, not necessarily, like drug wise. Yeah, there's nothing that specific. Like you can, a lot of people will take, um, like Viagra and Cialis actually, which helps out vascularity a lot. It gives you really good pumps too, but you know. That's a ancillary. Yeah, I don't know what the picture is. He took like a, a bunch of like side view ones because I was oh, yeah? hoping to get like the hamstring one. You know how they do the, the bodybuilding yeah, yeah, pose yeah. where like they're on their side uh -huh. and stick their foot into the round, twist it like yeah. they're about to do sprints sure. and just flex. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, he didn't send it to me. So oh, that's good. A little bit of a bummer, but yeah, man. No, this that was like the side chest pose. Seabum does that well with his, with like what you're saying with his leg too. Yeah. But that's always a good pose. Nice, man. Looking good though. 
That's yeah. awesome. This was like, yeah, six months of slowly. Pounds, man, that's fucking insane. Yeah, slowly tweaking the diet, cutting carbs out, cut out rice, cut out potatoes, little veggie. But I mean, like I easily could have lost more. I wasn't really trying that hard to do this. It was really just, yeah. I kept my diet fairly simple. Yeah. Like I did. Yeah. What I tell most people, like my standard, my standard diet was I was doing like 10 or 10 to 15 ounces of chicken. Mm-hmm. And then I'd probably do like two cups of broccoli. That's what my lunch. A meal or yeah, that, that would be my lunch with an avocado and maybe banana. 10 or 15 ounces. I mean, that's a, you know, full read that is eating a pound of chicken, which is not hard at all either too. No, it's really easy. And then for dinner, we would do the HelloFresh. So, like, sometimes yeah. it would have pasta or whatever that sauce is. Sure. And then a lot of times I would add, like, extra veggies to it. Mm-hmm. But then, like, I love Greek yogurt. So, yeah. I always do, like, Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt is such a... And then... Some... Yeah, what my, my snack food recently? Yeah. And this is the funny one. I And I've told you this many mm-hmm. times. Like, I don't feel full or satisfied until I'm, like, full. Yeah, the volume. So, it's a volume thing. Exactly. Yeah. So I need to keep eating until my stomach feels full, yeah. and then I'll feel, like, satisfied. So I've been doing uh, hummus, and I love it with tortilla chips instead of pita chips. Oh, yeah? Usually. But for this that I've been going through, mm-hmm. I did it with celery. That's better. So yeah. I would use the celery stalks as, like, spoons. And yeah, sure. Hummus <laughs> it's just a vessel. Mouth, <laughs> which is pretty funny. But yeah. yeah, that was, like, my guilty pleasure snack. Oh, uh, that's like, funny. It's hummus. Yeah, that's good. I fucking love hummus. Hummus is delicious. Yeah. But, I mean, besides that, like, I really didn't tweak it too much. Yeah. I, and I, I don't track my calories or anything too much. Right. But I'd probably say I was burning anywhere from, like, 3,000 to 3,500 calories a day. Right. And probably I was eating a lot of food. Yeah. Just good food. Sure. Cut out all the processed shit. So well, that processed stuff is so calorie dense; it's insane. Cut out all the processed bullshit. Cut out like easy carbs to eat, like right. rice and potatoes. Yeah. So I was probably only eating like twenty five hundred calories a day, right? Maybe twenty seven, twenty eight hundred. It's so, like I was in a pretty good deficit. But here's the thing: was I didn't feel like shit because I was still eating a lot of foods. Yeah, that's there's, a good point. There's two ways you yeah, can do it. Yeah, that's a good point. It's either maintain your energy expenditure right. and cut your calories, right, or keep your Increase your energy expenditure Mm -hmm. and keep your calories the same. So that's what I did. Yeah. I kept my calories more or less the same because I knew it was working and I felt good. Right. And I would just do more workouts. I would do like, what was I doing? I used to only do like 15 minutes of cardio at the end of the workouts. Now I was doing 30 30. minutes in the beginning and 30 minutes at the end. Wow. You really like increasing that much. That's wild. Yeah. But so here's the thing is like, I didn't really lose any muscle mass. Right. I kept my, I'm fairly lean and I didn't really lose that much size. Sure. Uh, the the one guy who I did the competition with, he was saying, uh, he's like, I lost like four or five inches in my chest. Wow. Like, just from like cutting really because he was cutting so many calories. That's a lot. Yeah, that's what I said. And I'm like, I that's just a, kept it pretty simple. Hurt size. Like, I that's was nice. only losing maybe like two or three pounds a week. Yeah. Not even that. That's good. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, for bodybuilders and such too. And if you you know listen to more plates, more dates, and all that kind of stuff, you know, you shouldn't lose more than a pound a week or so, like around there, because if you're doing that, if you're losing more than that, you're just burning muscle. Yeah, you know? it's, just, it's just that's how it's. Yeah, going. well, I also I didn't really change my workouts up too much. Like yeah. the only thing that sucks is when you're cutting the calories, you really can't lift that heavy strength. Anything yeah, feels so fucking. Yeah, heavy. that sucks. It's pretty frustrating. Well, you don't get the anabolic from food. Like having a surplus of food uh, is anabolic. You know, a lot of the people who do cycles and such too. They're like, all right, do I do more steroids in my bulking phase um, or cutting phase? And most people end up doing really simple, you know, 500 milligrams or so or whatever of testosterone, right? Just like a one compound type of thing in their bulking phase. But because you're eating so much, that's all you need. You just keep on putting on mass yeah. and size. And then it's when people start cutting, that's when they're doing like six different compounds at the same time. These pro guys, it's wild. Yeah, but I mean, even like during this cutting phase that I was doing, like I kept my calories the same. I was doing more work and like I was still lifting pretty heavy. And honestly, I think that's a pretty big reason for why I didn't really lose that much. You got it. You have to push through and lift heavy. Exactly. And I mean, it's just like, like it sucks because on deadlifts, like, you know, can usually do 400 something pounds. Yeah. Bro, I like last week I wanted to do 315 for like a five by five. Yeah. I picked up 315 and it felt like a thousand pounds. <laughs> and I'm like, this is just what happened. You just feel drained. You yeah. don't have all the glycogen in your muscles and it's yeah. harder to move. So it sucks. So it's like, it's demoralizing lifting the lighter weights, but I tried to push and do heavy where I could. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it still sucks, man. It's frustrating. 
you know me like i love lifting the heavy no weights. i know you're a strength Sometimes, guy man yeah, you know. heavier weight like not being able to hit them is just like it's boring yeah it's right. so boring i'm just doing this just so i don't lose muscle mass now right it's not like, but it's also like i'm getting stronger it's like no i'm just doing this to look better now too yeah but it's trying to find a way to like still hit those heavier weights yeah let's be honest lifting heavy weights is fun sure yeah. it's a lot of fun of course so if i'm not lifting them it's like boring yeah and i want to lift heavy weights because it is fun so right. it's like finding that balance between backing off a little bit getting the reps in right. making sure you're not losing the muscle mass but you're losing the weight and you know as much as I want to go up, I can't because I know if I go up, I'm going to hurt myself. So yeah, that's a good point. Too. Yeah, pain too. That's, I feel like that's an easy thing to fuck up to, right? Because you know you can lift the weight or you could lift the weight. Yep. And then you put yourself in the situation where you do it and you're like, oh, no, my form's breaking down because I really can't lift this anymore. Yeah. But I want to so bad. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. It's pretty frustrating. But yeah, I mean, this honestly ties right into our topic about like growing pains. Yeah, where that's it's just a good point. Like, you know, a lot of times you hit that plateau and I feel like people get so discouraged when they hit that plateau, mm -hmm. like you lose 25 pounds and then you feel like you can't lose anymore. Sure. Like you get discouraged, but at least I've learned too many times that when you hit that plateau, it just means that that's like the period that your body needs to adapt and learn. Mm -hmm. So it's like when you hit a, like a plateau, those growing pains, are you growing? It just you only grow through the discomfort of being in that plateau. Hmm. So you need to get into that plateau because that helps you grow out of it. And not only just for like weight training, like, you know, for example, you hit the bench, right? Sure. And let's say you get up to 275 and for some reason you just can't get over it and you're right. stuck there for like a month, right? Uh, you can't back off. You got to keep getting after it and grinding through it and then changing it up tiny, like a little bit until you eventually break through it mm. but you have to keep getting after it you can't just back off of it right so i think for me what relates to this is like i've noticed so many times where in like my professional career mm -hmm. or like some of the side projects i'm doing i'll like push really hard i'll learn a lot i'll make it really far yeah and then all of a sudden i'll just like i'll hit a wall and i'll be like man i just can't do this anymore and it's like super frustrating yeah i just don't want to do it anymore but i know that when i hit that point you can't just completely stop doing it. You got to just keep going through the motions because eventually you'll just break through the plateau. I almost try to think of it as like your brain is processing everything that was going on right. and it needs time to digest it before you get to the next level. Mm. And sometimes it's a day, sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's honestly a month or two. Right. And like during those two months, like I try to just keep chipping away at wherever my goal is because I know that eventually I'm going to break through and everything that I was super frustrated with before is going to be easy, mm. but it's really frustrating in that two months when you feel like you're not making any progress and you're yeah. just spinning your tires. You just got to keep moving. You just got to keep perseverance of it. Right. Yeah. It's so frustrating though. Yeah. I know when I'm hitting the plateau now and I'm like, Fuck this <laughs> like, but you just got to go through the motions. Yeah. That's the thing. You got to go through the motions. Don't fucking stop. Well, that'll tell you, you something about like what that experience teaches you too right the more plateau you hit in whatever you're doing the more comfortable you are with the plateau yeah right or the, the just overall challenge of it yep so you know continuously challenging yourself the more you challenge yourself the more you're comfortable with the uncomfortable right? i think it's not that you're more comfortable it's just your expectation changes because you know that when you because it's frustrating it's really fucking frustrating yeah and it's so demoralizing. But now I know the expectation is, is that when I get frustrated and I feel like I'm stuck, I'm like, okay, this is a good thing. This isn't a bad thing. Just keep going through the motion. Well, you're not confused. Right? That, you're that's like, probably you're the bigger not, you're thing. You're not like, oh, I don't know what's going on here. But I know. What no, I expect. know what's going on here. So that's exactly. why I'm saying it's a bit more comfortable. It's still massively uncomfortable, yeah. right? But you don't have the added bonus of being like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah, because if you don't know what's happening, as soon as you hit that like friction point, yeah, and it's frustrating, a lot of people give up. Yeah, sure, like, of course. Don't give up. Right. You just got to keep going through the motions. Yeah. That's one of the biggest things that's helped me is just trying to stay con staying consistent. And I always advocate yeah, it's like that your consistency credo, is everything. Your credo is like consistency. It's yeah, amazing. Consistency. Yeah. Well, unrelenting pressure. That's true. Being unrelenting, going, getting after it every single day, no yeah. matter what, keeping the pressure on. And that's more or less why I named the channel what it is. Yeah. Because I fully believe in that. Like mm -hmm. consistency is everything. You just need to show up every single day. Yep. The problem is, is that when it starts getting hard, most people give up. And it's like, nope, that's where you need to double down and break your goals, like 
into bite-sized chunks and just keep chipping away at it every single day. Chip away, chip away, chip away. Yeah. And if you do that, you can have really veiny lower abs without having any definition. So, so you guys know, commit to that. Super veiny lower abs yeah. with no ab definition at all. <laughs> Don't ask me how it makes any sense. <laughs> you have an insane amount of veins right at like the V taper of your lower abs. But no abs. But no abs until you get to like two levels of abs above that. And then there's like no vascularity until you get to your top of your pecs. And then there's a shit ton of vascularity there too. I don't know. It's just like, you know, the body's a weird thing. Sure, I'm a mutant. <laughs> what do you want me to say? It doesn't make sense. But I think cool. It is what it is. It's funny. Anyway, you said that you had a, a couple of uh, stories and examples. Oh, it's just like about the challenging thing. So my, um, my aunt was in town recently. Mm. And uh, I've been mentoring her son yeah my cousin yeah we talked about that yep he's um junior now he just finished his junior year at uh university of south carolina yeah so i've been mentoring him for the past you know six months or so ever since my brother's wedding back Mm -hmm. in november yep and um he was always a challenging mentee He, he would not um make actor i struggled to influence him to actually do the things that we were aligning on right yeah. at one point too like he like you know got to the point of you know i'm like a teacher for him where he was oh did you read this book right and we talk about books you and i a lot and yep. you know relay that information too and he's like oh yeah i read it yeah yeah i'm like Are you lying to me and 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 he like stuck to it for like a couple more rounds and i kept on bringing it up and he like finally admitted that he was lying i'm like Dude, I'm like, what, what are you doing? It's insane. That's so bizarre. It's, it's so like, bizarre. It's so funny because it's like, why? Like, I don't give a shit whether you read the book or you don't read the book. Yeah. It's like, do you want to help yourself or is, not? Like, it... I can show you what you need to do. But this, this is true for so many people, though. It's like people know what they're supposed to do, but they're too lazy to do it. Yeah. They want you to do the work for them. And it's like, no, like, I can't, can't do, do the it work anymore, for man. You. Like, I'm, you know, this is what i am advising you to do yep you that you've asked me to give you advice on right yep i'm not like you know forcing this advice on you and then if you just don't do it then like what do you yeah. <laughs> what am i supposed hunter, to hunter, do hold on a second what i have a book i want you to read <laughs> but can you read the book for me yeah right <laughs> it's just insane i'm gonna learn so much from yeah. that yeah right <laughs> just tell me the book and then somehow get the knowledge in me without me having to do anything so, but anyway, so like we've been going so through funny. that process and stuff, and that was a funny experience. Um, Did, wait, wait. So yeah. I have to poke this question. Did it click? Did it click in his head? I don't think so. You still don't think he got I, it? I still yeah, don't think he got so it. He still hasn't read it. Yeah. Um, and I gave him like a test of a month or so after that point and was basically, you know, I'm going to cancel because I set up our, yeah, yeah. you know, uh, cadence meetings. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to cancel our meeting. Yeah. And I just would like you to set it up. Mm-hmm. you can have some ownership yeah. over this right yeah because it's like if you don't want to do it like no one's forcing you to yeah, do it exactly if you really think this is going to help you and you want to do it then all right let's do it yeah but that's a, that's a thing is like most people want you to do the work for them yeah and then they want the results and it's just like that's, that's not well, i think they get the gratification off of um setting up like the structure or taking a step mm-hmm. right so like i forget who says this but people say that you know, you get a dopamine rush off of saying, oh, I'm going to lose the weight and you haven't lost the weight yet or anything at all. And then yeah. for a lot of people, that's good enough. Yep. Right. And then like you don't actually do it, but you feel like you did it. Yep. We talked about it. Right? Yep. Yeah. That's, that's why people advocate like don't talk about your goals. Just do them and then let people see that you have done them. And then you can talk in reflection. But, you know, putting it out there gives you a fake dopamine kick. Yeah. I feel like that ties into like honestly like a gym membership yeah or, yeah it's the same thing or like purchasing something because you think it's going to force you to do it yeah 100%. so it's like what and when i buy a gym membership i will go to the gym every day and right. to be perfectly honest with you it is a good tactic sure. because when you like when you have something on the line yeah when it's worth something stake right yeah when there's when you have stake skin in the game sure like it does force you to do it but you also need to follow up on it. So that, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Like they think that when you say it, it'll just magically make them yeah. go through the motions and do it. I think so. The hardest part, 
and this is from Plato. The beginning is the hardest part of the work. You need to break it down into the smallest bite-sized chunk. And once you start making that progress, you start to gather momentum and you start moving the ball along. Right. The hardest part is taking that first step, quite literally. So for a lot of people, saying that is a really good first step. Yeah. But then they start to get overwhelmed when they think of like the end of the journey. Hmm. You can't think about the end. You have to think about the process. Of right. Just focus on the process. Focus showing up every single day. Focus on doing the smallest minimum requirement and just making that little bit of progress and moving the ball along. Yeah. I, I do it to myself so many times where you get fixated on the end result and you're like, man, that's so hard. I'm never going to make it there. Whereas, you know, especially for like losing 25 pounds. Sure. If you take 25 pounds and like, I'm going to lose 25 pounds in six months. It's yep. like, wow, that's a lot. I don't think I can do it. Right. Maybe I should just stop now before I even get started. <laughs> or it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to show up to the gym every day. That was my goal. Yeah. Show up to the gym every day. Yeah. It's a pretty easy goal, right? All I have to do is walk in the door and I won. It's a pretty simple goal. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Let's go so forward. My entire life and philosophy is simplicity. Yeah. Make simple. things as simple as possible. Much yeah. like my diet, which we talked about. Yeah. It's super simple. Don't change anything. Yeah. Carbs out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, you know. A lot anyway. of people would like argue with you about the cutting carbs. Peace out. But you said keep it simple, right? Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have to be the optimal path for it to be a good path. No, nope. right? it has to work for you. It has to work for you. It has, it has to work for you. Head. Yeah. And for me, simple works. I had a friend like, so I, um, back when I was living in Raleigh, one of my workers was a big time bodybuilder. He had actually coached a couple of guys and he's an older guy, like big during the 80s in bodybuilding and stuff, right? And so yeah. it was like, you know, I a ball is a breakfast of champions, like like that type of guy, right? So he had written me, he written me like a program and given me some guidance. But one of the big things was like the food that he advised me to eat, and it was like old school type of stuff, right? Like a gallon of milk a day, four peanut butter sandwiches, like like stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I can't have milk. I'm gonna shit my brains out, like. It's like, like I get like the whole momentum, like I'll just push through it. I'm like, I can't digest milk. Like yeah. I, what, what do you want me to do? Like yeah. I can't do something like that. That's funny. And then, but like one of the big things was like eat pasta, just eat a, a, a box of pasta a day, which I was like behind that concept. I like pasta. I, you know, I understand the macros of it. Digest it fine. Sure. But he was like, don't put anything on the pasta. Just eat it. Just boil it. And then just trouble it down your throat, like in the moment. And I'm like, but I like eating food. I like tasting food. I like cooking and all that kind of stuff. So I get his angle on simplicity in this case, but I needed to adjust it for like what I could do. So I made pestos and like, you know, made sauces to go along with it that were yep. specific to meals just to change it up too. Like I couldn't eat a box of pasta a day yeah. for like nine months and still satisfy my desire to cook and you know eat good food and stuff that's a good point and i need to throw this out there that i hope everyone doesn't think that i was just eating boiled chicken and, <laughs> and, and boiled broccoli like i seasoned my chicken yeah the, the food i eat tasted good yeah like i put salt pepper garlic on my broccoli sure. with olive oil like my chicken sometimes we would do like go salad or right. something you know what i mean so it's like my food tasted good and that's yeah. why like it didn't it wasn't that much of a big deal for me to like change it much because all i really did was just cut rice out you just change the portion you know what i mean exactly not even i didn't even change a portion my portion yeah. stayed this they got bigger if anything but instead of where i would eat potato carbs. chips or something yeah you know what i mean or i'd be eating ice cream which yeah i do love ice cream or chocolate like i slowly cut out all of the refined stuff sure. oh and i would fill it in with grapes yeah there you like go, i would put extra fruit so i do like extra grapes strawberries blueberries yeah. fruit and like that's like Barely any calories to it. You can eat so much volume. We were talking about yeah. volume of fruits and vegetables will make you feel full and not actually get all of it. It's the processed food that sneaks it's up so on you. It's so dense. So I cut out a chocolate chip cookie, which one cookie is like 200 calories. Yeah. And then eat like five handfuls of grapes. Exactly. And right. it's like three times the volume and probably less calories in that. So it's like that. that's what made it easy for me was I just substituted fruit for a lot of it. Right. And just piled in a shit ton of like whole like fruits and vegetables yeah and it made it super easy. yeah it's good move i'm starting to explore that with pastas yeah. right now because i'm, I'm going through a cut too i've like, got pasta out like completely. we don't me and my fiance we don't do any bread yeah hardly any pasta yeah i don't either now yeah i love it though it's so good and i really like it during a bulk too especially yeah. that protein pasta that i've talked about in the past it's yep. like barilla protein plus yep it's got i think like 30 percent more protein per <laughs> serving than regular pasta. So like if I just eat a box of this pasta, which isn't even a whole pound, it's something like 
35 grams of protein Damn. from the pasta. You know what I mean? Crazy. Forget about like the bolognese and yeah. whatever you do with it. Yep, yep. So it's a solid, solid protein packed food. Yeah. And it tastes exactly the same as regular pasta. I'm like doing it for him right now. But uh, it tastes exactly like regular pasta because it is wheat. Like they use wheat to it, but they yeah. add lentils and chickpea Got and stuff it. to it that those other ones have, you know, like bonza, like yep. they're only those things. Yep. But this is both wheat and that. Yeah. Not, you know, gluten sensitive. Yeah. But I like more protein, which those things are. Got it. But, I was going to say, I want to yeah. backtrack because I definitely sure. pulled you off topic. You were talking about your cousin. Thing. How are you mentoring? Right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So that whole mentoring thing caught him in, caught him in the lie. Yeah. Put the earnest on him to set up. What book were you meetings. trying to get us to read? Uh, Atomic Habits. Got it. Yeah. I am like, and I'm like, and I thought, I talked to him before that moment or something too. And I thought it as I'm like, I really should have got him to try and read mindset first. Mm -hmm. I could have helped him out with this. Yeah. But he probably wouldn't have read that. No. If he didn't read he the one book, why is he gonna read a different book? He doesn't have the habit yet. Exactly. So I'm like, yeah, it's the paradox. So like, do you establish the habits first or do you establish the mindset? Well, it's very tricky. It's a good question to add to the word bank. But um yeah, so he didn't read the book. I challenged him to set up. The meeting, I canceled them and say, hey, you set them up. Um, and then he just never did, you know? So, um, and I asked him, I followed up with him a couple of times after. And he's like, oh, well, I want to, you know, make some progress before I waste your time or something like that. I'm like, oh, man, you're, you're thinking about this all wrong. But anyway, you can lead a horse to water type of deal. You can't make them drink. What I came to or why I brought that up to is my aunt's been in town. And so I was talking to her about him, right? And then. She has her own challenges too with uh, committing towards her own goals and parenting her kids and to be better at these types of things. Yeah. Um, so at one point I just, you know, we laid it out. I'm like, you got to keep on challenging yourself. Like your son, his co my cousin that I've had been mentoring, has been taking the easy route out. Everything that he's had the opportunity to. Yep. The whole mentoring process, I like, I taught him a lot with resume and networking and actually getting a job. That was the big thing. Yep. But once he got, he submitted his resume to one job offer, got an interview for that one job offer, and then for that one job, then got the offer and took that job. Got it. I'm like, dude, you, it's through the tightest net possible. Like you just took the first thing that came across. Yeah. And then dropped all the meetings off. And he's like, all right, so now I'm just like smooth sailing type of deal. Yeah. Like, man, dude, you're really just, you're just trying to coast through this type of stuff. Yeah. And in the same breath, he's like, I want to be a multimillionaire and, yep. you know, run my own business. I'm like, you were, how are you going to get from what you're doing now yep. to being a, a successful businessman? Yep. You're not establishing any of the same habits or doing the things that people who are successful like that have done. Like, so interesting. And I feel like a really big part of that and like social media. Yeah. That's really what it is. Because I mean, he's a Gen Zer, you know, sit through and through. You see all these people on social media and all you see is them driving around their Lambos on their yachts. Yeah. And just like there was a lot yeah. of steps between right. the, them getting to that Lambo yeah. and that yacht. And that's that even if they're don't see ones too. And it's also unfortunate because it's like that's kind of like this, the expectation now. Right. Everyone wants that. Yeah. Everyone expects to get there. Yeah. But no one's willing to put in the work. Yeah. And let's be perfectly honest. Uh, it's called 1% for a reason. Yeah. 1% of people ever make it there. Exactly. So that means that 99% of other people are never making it there. Right. Are you one of the 1% or 99%? Yeah. And I hear, I, I really like this quote, which I laugh because, you know, when I'm at the gym, whatever makes me feel good, yeah. feel good about myself. But uh, they're like, oh, like, well, why are you being such a lunatic on the Stairmaster? Like, why, why are you trying to kill yourself? Man. It's like, well, you can't be extra ordinary if you're not extra ordinary. Yeah. Right? Everyone wants to be extraordinary, but yeah. they're not willing to be do the extra things that sure. make them ab above everything else. Right. What are you willing to do? Yeah. Are you willing to put yourself out there above everyone else? Right. right? What are you willing to do that other people aren't willing to do to separate yourself? Yeah. Right. And until you kind of that clicks in your head that oh, you need to do things differently and provide greater value than everyone yeah, else on the planet, then you'll make it there. Yeah. But most people don't want to do the work. Most people aren't willing to do the work. No. They're too lazy. I think the beaten path is the path to success. Yep. And it depends on how you define success, sure. Mm -hmm. But the beaten path is beaten for a reason. Mm -hmm. You know? And if mine, it, because 99% of people went down the path, right? Yep. So that's what you're going to end up like, you yeah. know? What was that? Unless you have a shrunk of The other day. What? What was that quote that I sent? It was about like, if, if you're going down the, if you're going down a path, and uh -huh. 
you're not uh you're not being criticized and you're oh. not having a hard time with it then that means that you're on somebody else's path yeah. until you are criticized and are frustrated by it then you'll know that you're on your own path yeah because if you're on your own path no one's done it before so everyone's going to criticize you yeah it's a really good quote yeah i got it right here i found it so it's be very careful if you are praised it means that you can only be sure that you are not on your true path yet but on someone else's yeah Friedrich Nietzsche. Oh, Friedrich Nietzsche. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. He's... Yeah. I like that one. We talked about that. When we texted about that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that one was a good quote. But I mean, it's true. It's like, it, it sounds like counterintuitive where it's just like, you want to, we're, we're like animals by nature. So we want to stay with the pack and with the herd. Sure. That's where it's safe. Yeah. Right. But it's like you, in order to do things differently, you're going to rub people the wrong way. Right. And it's by doing things differently, going against the green a little bit, treading your own path. But you're going to get criticized because everyone's going to be going, hey, this path on the left, we've been down it. It's super safe. Come on, like come down this path. And it's just like, but I think I should go right. And everyone's going to go, no, you're a stupid idiot. Don't go right. Like everyone goes left. You should go left. Yeah. Left is safe. It's like. I think I should go right. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to go against what other people's expectations are. It's not easy. I think it's really tough too. There's the people who say that type of stuff selfishly, mm -hmm. right? Because they don't want you to do better than them, right? Then I think that's a majority of people. Also, they're trying to protect you because they I don't want to see you. The other hurt. part of that is when people genuinely are trying to protect you. Yep. But it, but they're not actually right? they are protecting you but they're also holding you back in a way right yeah and well, the closest people to you are the people who care about you and they do that so yeah. that, i think that's even harder to go against the grain of that's yeah. really i don't think people when they think of the haters right yeah. like when people say oh you know i'm doing this for the haters or haters motivate me yeah sure that's obvious right people fucking hate you yeah you can use that as direct motivation but the people who really care about you who think that they're giving you a good advice and going against that the hard that's really hard to go against that yeah. grain. but i think even further than that it's like uh, i was talking about this with my buddy at the gym the other day where it's like most people never even try to fly because they were told that they can't fly hmm. so it's like i think i went to like icarus with the golden wings sure who told them that oh if you fly too close to the sun yeah is it wax wings wax wings yeah you'll melt your wings yeah so because people are told that they're like oh well i can't fly too high because my wings are gonna melt so yeah. they never even try Sure. And they already count themselves out before even getting started. Mm. So it's like you don't know how high you can fly until you try flying that high. Right. So people never even begin to fly high because they're told that if you fly too high, your wings are going to melt. Mm -hmm. So they never even try to see what their limits are. Yeah. And before they even get started, they count this out, themselves out of the race. Yeah. Super def interesting. Definitely have not seen Space Jam. <laughs> if they should just watch Michael Jordan watch and Space Bugs Jam. Bunny in Space Jam. <laughs> and listen to those words of flying like an eagle. They would know that their wings are not wax, but they are made of feathers. Fly high. <laughs> None of that. None of that. New Space Jam. I never even watched it. I didn't watch it either, too. I was going to say, it's good. No, Lola Bunny's not even hot anymore. I watched that for the disturbing or confusing sexual proudness of a bunny. All right. That's why you watch that. I'm not even like basketball. Well, the bunny was my first crush. It was. It was a totally thing. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody wonders why anime is so popular these days. <laughs> oh, actually, I was, I was at the store the other day and they were selling a, uh, like a hydro flask with Base game on it. Oh, no shit. But it was goddamn LeBron on it. It was the new one. I'm like, oh, this makes me feel old. Now you put the goat on there? All right. The merchandise is coming out now for, for the new generations of remakes of the original shit. That's okay. You can't forget Michael Jordan. You can't forget. You can't forget Michael Jordan or um, Yosemite Sam. They canceled that guy. I like that guy. Hey. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was like one of like the, when the first like, you know, cancel culture started kicking off and stuff like that. That was one of the ones they got down first for like Looney Tunes, because because uh, he was violent because he had guns. Got it. This makes sense. I was just like, what did they cancel him for? Yeah, it's me. That's that's today's day and age, I suppose. Yeah, I guess so. Interesting. All right, how can we get back on track? Oh, I feel yeah, like we so. fell off a little bit. We wanted to talk about something challenging, or um, always challenging yourself. So I mean, yeah, yeah I think that my aunt 
story's pretty much wrapped up. You know, just all talked about the making sure that you're always challenging yourself. And for her too, her and her husband, like they don't, they're, they're in a challenging situation um, with financial education. Right. And they're, they don't seem to be trying to learn more about it. Yeah. Like they look to people to, to, to teach them a little bit. Yeah. But they don't do a lot of self-teaching, which I think is a, a challenge. And then their daughter too, who, Oh man, she's tough. She's going to, she went to, um, Coastal Carolina for a semester. Yeah. Went there for communications. Yep. But she's like, not like, you know, you go to communications, you end up in sales, basically, yep. like a marketing thing. That's, that's not her personality. I don't yeah. wonder why she went down that path. Anyway, didn't like it there, left, came back home and is now going to go to a college closer to home, play volleyball. And I am baffled by that because she's not going to go anywhere with volleyball. She's not going to play volleyball to like focus on volleyball and like probably make a career out of it too. Like I'm not trying to limit her potential in that regard, but that's just not her her agenda. So she's going to go to this private college nearby home that her boyfriend goes to. Mm. And she's going to go for art. And she she doesn't do art. (laughs) That is not like what she does. She doesn't do anything like that. Interesting. And so she's going to have all this college debt uh, for an education that she's not going to be able to use or is really that even not all that interested in. Yeah. Um, and the focus of it is because of the boyfriend and volleyball. I just don't know why she's not getting the good enough directions. Yeah. Paint discount the volleyball too much. I think the volleyball's not a bad move because if she sticks through it, she'll learn discipline. She'll be forced out of her comfort zone. She'll be forced to compete, mm-hmm. which all has some good things. But yeah, it really just goes down to your mindset going into it, right? She's probably thinking that it's, I, I know, because I played D3 football. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a joke Maybe? until. I don't know you played D3 football. Yeah. So yeah, I went, I went away my freshman year yeah. and played football huh. and learned really quick that it was not what I wanted to do. Right. Because I thought it was going to be an extension of high school right? until I got there and I was putting in. And there's regulations on how much time you can spend doing sports-related activities. Wow, really? So like D1 schools, you're only allowed like 35 hours a week huh. towards football or any sport. Wow. And they really monitor it. That's wild. Allegedly, from what I understand. Yeah. But D3, they're not coming to look at that. <laughs> yeah. I was doing like 50 hours a week just right. in football stuff. Wow. Yeah. And I was also... At that time, going for chemistry, which is right. pretty oh, fucking hard. Major, yeah. And I wasn't there to go to school. I was there to party. Right. Right. So, like, did not jive. I made it through the fall semester. And mm-hmm. then in the spring semester, you do football the whole time. You right. Spring workouts. You're doing, uh, like, training, mm-hmm. practices. And I didn't want to do that shit. I just mm-hmm. wanted to party. So, needless to say, it did not work out for me. Mm-hmm. It was a real eye-opening uh, moment because I was just like, oh, I thought this was going to be easy, like high school. Yeah. But, no, it's like a full-time job. Yeah, you're there to play football. That's huh. what you're there for. Yeah. So I learned really, really quick that this is not what I wanted to do in that time and place. Oh, I yeah. never knew that about you. So I'm going to assume that she will be in much the same boat where she's thinking that it'll be like, oh, I'll just go and play volleyball until she gets there. And it's like, holy shit, I'm spending 50 hours a week playing volleyball. Yeah, I think she's like, I think she's cool with doing that. I mean, she was really into volleyball all throughout high school and stuff. Like, you know, all the travel stuff, all those things. So yeah. high end volleyball activity wow. and i think playing volleyball is a good idea for her mm-hmm. you know to build a community and gain friends and what's stuff your like intention that. but right. the intention part is the I'm intention like, is you're going to school but like the volleyball coach like reached out to her before yeah. she was gonna go there yeah he was like oh you should come here and play volleyball and stuff i'm like yeah but that's like your comfort zone like you you know you're good at volleyball and you're gonna yeah. go and play there sure but what is it going to amount to? Do you want right. me to sniff through the bullshit real quick? Sure. Go ahead. The volleyball thing is just a ploy so that she can go and be with her boyfriend. Yeah. So 100%. That, that's, that's for her to convince her parents like, no, no, I'm coming here to yeah. play volleyball. It's wild. And, like, and just like, no, you're full of shit. Like yeah. you're just going here because it's easy and you're going to be with your boyfriend yeah. until he breaks up with you yeah. because you're in college. It's 45 minutes away from home. Yeah. Like her dad Convenience. is like super obsessed with like sports and like yeah. them doing sports too. So he's all happy oh, about he it. Totally bought into the yeah. bullshit. And like, and then yeah and then her. granted i hope we're wrong honestly. i hope so but i hope she goes there and crushes it in volleyball yeah. just from what i can tell it seems like she's bullshitting a lot i'm of sure she'll crush it in volleyball yeah but she gonna be a professional volleyball player no 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 i think you're taking that the wrong way point taken right like do what's 
what your goal is. But in that same extent, like there's a lot of really good lessons that you can learn through volleyball that will carry over into the workforce. Sure, Mainly but, getting along with people that you don't necessarily like with because you're on a team, right. being a team player, yeah, team persevering player. through difficult situations, sure. competition, all benefits like, of all sports. Of those things yeah, yeah. are really good. I don't disagree with any of the benefits of sport. I, I'm just disagreeing with the prioritization of it. Yeah. Number one in her situation. Yeah. I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Especially because she's going to come out of college with not a volleyball job and she'll have an art degree. And she doesn't even do art as it now. The art degree is even if you do art, what the fuck gets good jobs with an art degree afterwards, right? Like so, you're just setting yourself up to be the half of a percent that succeeds in that space when you're not even extremely passionate about. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting interesting dilemma. And it can go both ways. And I've thought I've spent a lot of time thinking about this, right? Is like, why would you go to school to, to get a degree that's not technical, that directly applies to what you're going to do? Right. There's two sides to this. Number one, I feel like to some extent it is useless. Yeah. Because if you're not going into a technical role where you're learning the skills that are going to apply to your job, it's like you're wasting your time. Yeah. On that same flip side, though, it's still beneficial because you're... It, it shows a lot of things, but also you're teaching yourself how to learn because a lot of colleges, depending where you go mm -hmm. and what you make of it, but you have to teach yourself a lot of that stuff. So mm -hmm. you, you figure out how you're going to learn. You're pure, persevering through difficult classes where you have to show up and be accountable. You're teaching yourself accountability. And also you're showing to your future employer that you made it through four years of learning difficult things. So you're showing that you're competent in learning and that you show up. Yeah. Right. So like you're, you're showing a lot of good qualities by going to school, but I also agree. Is it worth whatever the price tag is for the school? Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I don't think it's a good payoff, especially nowadays. No, I mean, I, yeah, I totally agree that you will learn all of those things. Right. And you can take the major, take any major you want. No application to the real world and you will still learn things that are valuable. So hold on but a second. Is it worth can I recant real quick? Yeah. So the general manager who I'm a part of yeah. with my uh, uh, like leadership mentor program, oh, yeah, yeah. he has a journalism degree. Right. And he's general manager of all of Europe. Yeah, I know. But that's also like I, I, people say that in the Gen X generations and, beyond, and before too a lot. It does not apply these days. Like awesome. you, you can get to those spots yeah. by having a degree not in, but it is much much harder yeah and it takes a long time or rather that sticks with you over a long period of time right like even if you're four roles in they're still asking for what your degree is in and stuff and yeah. that's still looked at a certain type of way that's like why people get a, mbas and stuff like that like too. It's it matters. formality because it's like yeah. all they care about is that you have the piece of paper they don't right they, they don't they care about what it's in before they only cared about the piece of paper yeah. Did you go to college? Because yep. it was enough of a um, identifier or like, yeah, unique identifier, right? Between you and the rest of the population because yep. only a third of the population got degrees. Now, two thirds of the population get degrees. Yeah, I know. Right? So now you are the pack by having a degree. So what, how can you separate yourself from having a degree? Having a degree that, a degree that speci specifically separates you apart from the rest of the people who have the degree yeah. for that job, right? Yeah, yeah. And being really good at it. And then that's why people go in MBAs now. MBAs is going to be exactly the same deal. Yep. A third heard. of the population have MBAs now, but I sure five, ten years from now, two thirds of the population are going to have MBAs. Right? Yeah, it's interesting. That like threshold keeps getting pushed. It keeps back on getting pushed. More and more. I mean, yeah. to be perfectly honest with you, and I'll stand by this, it doesn't matter if you have a degree or no degree. If you work really fucking hard, you're curious. And you're not scared to go and explore things that are out of your comfort zone yeah. and seriously try to intentfully try to learn those things and get good at them. Yeah. You don't need a degree. Like there's yeah. plenty of examples of, and let's be perfectly honest. They're the outliers, right? Like Steve Jobs. Yeah. The outliers, exceptions to the rule. But yeah. there's still, that story does hold true. If right. you really care about something and you become an expert in that, you don't necessarily need to have a college degree to become an expert no, in the field. But you have to follow a different path. This is true. Because you're not following the beaten path by having the degree in the field. That's the beaten path. You follow, yeah. you get a degree in the field that you want to work in. You get a job in the field that you got your degree in and you follow that ladder. Right. Yeah. That's the beaten path. If you get a degree in a job that you 
learning a degree, excuse me, you get a degree in a field that you're not going to work in, that's not the beat path, right? So you got to go out well, about it a, a different this way. This is a contradiction. You Are you trying to go down the beaten path or off the beaten path? I, I, yeah, that's, a, that's a valid point. That's a valid point. <laughs> right? So sometimes the path less traveled is the more fruitful one. Yeah. It depends on your intent, though, and your work your intent And, your and I apologize. I got to yell at my dog real quick. Hey, hey. It's tasty. Yeah, he's hungry. Those wisest words are spicy. <laughs> But, too freaking yeah, I mean, I think just having the plan, like if you're consciously making the decision to go off the beaten path, great, right? That's, I think, a lot of what we talk about. But if you are unintendedly going off of the path, that's not a road to success. I think the underlying thing behind all of this is, like, there are many different ways to get to the end point that you desire. Sure. But the thing that is the same throughout all of them is you need to put the work in. Yeah. No matter how you look at it, you need to put the work in. So you could go and get your degree and get your MBA and like that's one path. You still need to put the work in. Yeah. Or if you go off the beaten path and you take a like untraditional route, mm -hmm. you're still going to need you're going to need to put in probably twice as much work. You can make it work. Probably, it's yeah. not going to be as easy. Yeah, it's not going to be. But that easy. could also turn into your advantage because like you and I have discussed where Sometimes you'll have a different angle, a different perspective, a right. different viewpoint of looking at the problem compared to everyone else because mm -hmm. you didn't follow the traditional path. So in a sense, that could become a, a like superpower for you. Sure. But you need to put in the work to make sure that you sure up all of those gaps. Yeah. I, I think you just need to dynamically think yep. to where, where you can value that. If you're just stumbling through and you were hopping in and off the path and you know the beaten path and alternate paths and stuff like that but you're just stumbling your way through you're not conscious of the decisions you're making i don't think you're going to leverage those varied experiences well yeah you know you could have all of the off beaten path experiences you want right but if you don't leverage it the way that it can be the only way you can do that is by thinking about it yeah then you're not going to end up where you want to end up yeah i mean i, th I think that's the biggest thing right is just being, critical thinking yeah sorry. being conscious of it being self-aware sorry being thirsty yeah Jax is really slurping that water <laughs> thanks buddy that slobber all over oh, the floor yeah. for me what am i nice and like yeah i think that's the biggest thing is just being self-aware of like what do you actually because most people don't even know what they want no like being self-aware of like what you actually want. And, yeah. you know, you could be interested in one thing, but know that maybe this is just for a short period of time and that you will eventually transition to like the direction more of what you want to go. Yeah. But the only way to figure it out is to try a lot yeah. of things. No, I agree. So you just got to try them. I agree. Nobody's got to, you know, exactly know what they want right off the bat. But exactly. But uh, I think this is a good place to yeah, wrap it up. I think so. I know you got to get going. So yeah. this was a good conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I th Ryan. I think we were pretty productive on this one. It makes me pretty we happy. We stayed on topic a lot more this time than I think we than we have in the past. Yeah, we did. I think we were pretty fired up over this one. You had a really good story. And then I had the, we, we were catching up too. So yeah, yeah, it was good. This was good. This was fun, but yeah. all right. Logging off. See you guys.